people and welcome or welcome back to Scottish and Scared. I'm Stephanie and I'm here to tell you about all things strange and unusual from my wee homeland Scotland. Before we get into it, I would like to ask anyone listening to send in their strange or unusual experiences. They do not have to be from here in Scotland. If you have any requests for future episodes or you just fancy a wee gab, then please do not hesitate to get in touch. You can email us at scottishandscared at gmail.com and you can also follow us on Instagram at scottishandscaredpod. If you wouldn't mind, please rate review and share wherever you may be listening to us it really does help us out and a massive thanks to everyone who already has so first up apologies for the late upload the reason this week's is late is because i am off to yorkshire tomorrow and i've just been trying to get the house in order uh make sure that my cat fang is you know she's okay with me leaving and yes just general house admin trying to get everything sorted and like I just said, I am going to be in Yorkshire for a week, so there will be no episode next week, but I will be uploading two the following week, so keep your eyes peeled for those. This week, I did something that I never thought I would ever do, and I took out a library card. Not that there's anything wrong with going to the library, but I did not think that I would ever be back in the library in my entire life. But I came to the realisation that if I really wanted to learn a bit more about Scottish history and folklore... I was probably going to have to find other resources because there is only so much that you can find online. Uh, A lot of history and folklore is extensive and there is just no way that you can find absolutely everything online. Especially with folklore because that's more like word of mouth. It's more of a story that's told to the generations. So I think that it's just difficult to find a lot of information on it online it's actually it's more difficult to find uh personal accounts or personal stories online regarding folklore or like mythological creatures or stuff like that i find stuff like that very difficult to find online so i was talking to my dad and i was just trying to find ways that i could maybe find out a bit more information and he advised that i go to the library so that is exactly what i did So I've taken out a few books that I am planning on reading in my week away and they are mostly about folklore because I really want to deep dive into that stuff. Uh, I really enjoy reading stories about like mystical creatures and different clans and stuff like that. I really enjoy reading that stuff and I want to share a wee bit more about that stuff with you. So a lot of them are around folklore and you know like tales and campfire stories but I have also took out some books on just basic Scottish history because I feel like I could be I could be a lot more versed in my own country's history. I know the basics, but I don't really know a lot, which is embarrassing. But we don't get taught Scottish history at school. We get taught more about the wars and American history for some reason. I don't know why. So I thought it couldn't hurt to just learn a bit more about it. And that way I can share that with you as well. And I can just be a bit more knowledgeable in what I'm speaking about. So while I was doing that, I also had the idea of just asking you guys what it is that you want to hear. Obviously, we are going to keep on track with the Scottish stuff. That is just what I'm doing right now. Of course, at some point, I am going to run out of things to talk about and I will spread out and start talking about things from around the world, not just here in Scotland. So I am looking forward to that part whenever it comes. But for for right now, we are just going to stick with the Scottish stuff. What do you guys want to hear? Like, do you enjoy what I'm doing right now? Is there things that you'd like me to add in? Is there things that you would like me to go into more detail about? Would you like me to talk about more than one thing in an episode? 
or it could just be something simple as maybe I answer a few questions at the start of the episode before we get into it. Just basic questions about me personally if you want to get to know me a bit more or just questions about anything really, horror movies, Halloween, anything spooky, uh, I'm open to that as well. So it's just really up to you guys. What do you want to hear? Because at the end of the day, yours are the ones listening and I would much rather give you what you want to hear rather than a lot of rubbish. So if you have any ideas or you just want to let me know the kind of things you're interested in, don't hesitate to get in contact, message me, email me, DM me, anything and I'll write everything down. As I said, I have scheduled this show right up until Christmas so I have a subject every single week that is already scheduled, already have notes prepared. So that is done all the way up to Christmas but I have had a few listeners email me things that they want to hear about from here in Scotland and I've also had listeners from around the world message me things that aren't from here in Scotland which I have kept in my schedule um, and I will be putting them in at some point. Those will not be until next year sadly so yeah, just let me know, guys, what you want to hear. Let me know if you want me to answer some questions. Let me know if you want me to talk about, I don't know, movies. Let me, just anything. Let me know. Before we get into this day's episode, I would just also like to note that my arsehole neighbour has locked his dog in the back garden in the rain and fucked off to work. So if you hear a dog barking in the in the background, I do apologise. Uh, it's just a very upset puppy that's currently sitting outside in the rain. So now that's over with, let's just dive on into today's episode and I will be talking about a place very close to home, so that's exciting and then I would like to ask you guys for help on a story about a little white hair. Now I don't mean hair as in hair on your head, I mean hair as in the wee bunny rabbit that's not a bunny, it's a hair, uh, you know, that hair. Uh, but without further ado, let's get into it. In Glasgow Southside, there is a home known as Greenbank House and Garden. The home itself was built in 1760 for a man called Robert Allison, who was a successful merchant at the time. The house itself it is pretty big. It has 16 rooms as well as a barn and a stable. But the main attraction is the walled-in garden, which was built at the same time as the house. The home was owned by several different families until around 1776 when the couple who owned it passed it into the hands of the National Trust of Scotland, which is where a lot of the places that I talk about seem to be sitting right now. They now own and maintain the grounds and garden. It is open to the public should you want to pay a wee visit and the entry prices and opening times are pretty standard. It's pet friendly and there is even a garden cafe with indoor and outdoor seating should you want to sit with a nice warm coffee and take in your surroundings. So what is it that makes this garden so special? Well, there are 12 different sections separated with hedge and tall plants and they all have their own distinctive theme and characteristics. Uh, And throughout the garden and the paths that you walk, they do have like wooden sculptures, fountains, like all different types of decoration. So it's just a really lovely place. It's also home to almost 4,000 different types of plants that all bloom and thrive throughout the year and obviously that depends on the season. I personally don't really know that much about plants if I'm honest. I know a bit about house plants and stuff but outdoors I don't really know a lot but there is a huge list of different plants that grow here and from what I can gather they are more on the unusual side. Uh, They're not your typical boring house plant. They are like proper strange rare plants that they grow here. If you ever visit, there's also an encyclopedia in the garden cafe if you want to have a wee look for more unusual plants. 
and check them off your list. The National Trust really does encourage people to visit if they're thinking about starting their own gardens and want some inspiration. So that is kind of what they use the garden for today. They just kind of want people to come, be inspired, start their own gardens. A very nice, relaxing place to be. Now, my favourite part of the property is the 16 acres of woodland because it is home to a herd of Highland cattle. And if you know me, you will know that my goal in life is to own my own land where I can build a wee cottage and every morning I want to be able to just walk down into my kitchen, look out my kitchen window and see my three Highland cows, which I have named Angus, Archie and Hamish. And I'm being 100% serious right now. I swear if you ask anyone in my family or any of my friends what my goal in life is, they will tell you the same thing that I have just said word for word. It's always been my dream. I don't know why, it just has. But yeah, very, very excited about the Highland Cows. Uh, They're just so cute and cuddly. And the babies are just like the most adorable wee things I've ever seen. Uh, if you don't know what a Highland cow is, uh, what are you playing at? Get on Google right now and look at one. They're the cows that have like the big long horns. They're usually like a reddy ginger colour. They're not always there. We can get different variations, but they are mostly the kind of reddish ginger cow with like the big fringe. They've got like, the big fringe. So I was very excited about that part. Now, this would not be a Scottish and Scared episode if we weren't talking about a couple of ghosties, would it? And this place has no shortage of that, trust me. The most popular spook that's seen wandering the most popular spook that's seen wandering around is that of a little girl. Nobody knows her name or her age, but there is a story of a little girl who was killed on the property in the early 20th century. And she was said to have just been playing around in the courtyard and sadly fell in front of a cart which ran over her and killed her. So that is a wee sad story. And there have been sightings of her all over the property. She's been seen skipping by the burn and playing in the garden, but she has also been seen playing in the woodlands as well. So she's just a bit all over the place. She's just loving life. She's just taking in the surroundings. And one of the senior caretakers, Graham Duncan, he actually spoke to the Herald in 2010 about his encounter with the little girl. And I just, I'm, I'm just going to read the article for you because I don't want to miss anything and I don't want to just like change what he said. I'd rather just read it word for word what he said. So the article goes like this. Graham Duncan got up at 5am needing to answer the call of nature and opened the living room door to go upstairs. The very last thing that he expected to see in front of him was a little girl, looking all too real, although her clothes were anything but modern. I knew immediately what it was, said Duncan. It wasn't entirely clear, but it was clear enough. She was aged about 12 and was wearing a bell-shaped petticoat that looked heavy. She had straight hair down to her shoulders, almost like a bob. She saw me and then in a flash, she just disappeared through the bottom of the stairs. And I just thought, oh my God. Duncan, 43, the senior gardener at the Greenbank Educational Garden in Clarkston, Glasgow, was aware that the ghost of the young girl had been glimpsed at various points of the property before his own encounter in Greenbank's lodge house around a year ago. Greenbank's property manager, David Ferguson, says a volunteer has seen a young girl skipping by the burn in the woodland area. The girl, who is dressed in the fashion of the early 20th century, disappears behind some bushes now and again. We know at about that time 
that a young girl was killed under the wheels of a cart in the courtyard. He then went on to say that he was still a bit sceptical about ghosts, but after seeing the wee girl for himself, he now thinks that there is something going on there. So, Graham also said that he had an experience in the middle of the night when he was awoken from a sleep around 12 by his dog whining. He heard the wardrobe door in his room creak open and it was kind of going backwards and forwards. And when he woke up, he felt like something was in the room with him. But when he switched the light on, it just disappeared and the feeling disappeared as well. Uh, I want to know, have any listeners ever experienced uh, that kind of thing where you're like scared from asleep? So like you're dead asleep and then you just wake up but your heart's absolutely racing and you're just absolutely terrified and you're convinced, you're, you've, you've like convinced yourself that something's in your room. This happens to me all the time and I don't know why or what causes it. And I also find myself falling asleep and just as I'm about to fall asleep, I'll hear like a loud noise or a bang or like clapping hands. And sometimes I even hear like my name just in my ear. And then I'm just like wide awake, obviously my heart's pounding, I'm terrified, convinced myself that there is a demon in my room. But can somebody let me know what that is? Because it's so annoying and it just happens at the most random times. Like I'll just, just about to be fading, just a deep sleep and then boom. I'll hear like a noise, a scuffle, a knock, a clap in hand, my name. It's just, it's, it's so annoying. Aside from seeing this little girl, there are a few other spooks seen around the property. One of them being a large black dog. This is seen in the garden and sometimes standing on the stone bridge nearby. One visitor who apparently seen this dog was completely entranced by it and she was with her husband at the time who couldn't see it even though it was right in front of them. So the whole black dog thing, uh, in Scottish folklore, there is a creature who presents itself as a black dog, but I don't want to divulge too much about it as it is featured in an an upcoming folklore episode. Seeing a black dog in many different cultures can be an omen of death. Not always, but for the most part, that is kind of what it signifies, uh, which I find really interesting because the lady who's seen it swore up and down that it was there, but her husband couldn't see it so maybe it was meant to be a warning or an omen for that lady. Another story about myself, I actually used to see black dogs all the time. I used to see them in my dreams quite a lot and I would sometimes have like, you know how when you have sleep paralysis and then you wake up and you think that you can see something in your room? I used to wake up and think that I could see a black dog in the room and I don't know why, still to this day don't know why. I've asked my nana because she's a very superstitious lady and she's in, she knows a lot about this kind of stuff, but even she was like, mm, I'm not sure about that. I even had an ex-boyfriend who uh, woke up in the middle of the night with a night terror and swore that he seen a black dog sitting beside the bed. He said he didn't feel like it was aggressive, but it was just the fact that he's seen this black dog. We're both still alive, so I don't know if the black dog thing is an omen of death. I mean, we're still alive and there were no deaths around us at that time. But then again, and this was a very long time ago, so who the hell knows what that means? Another spirit seen around the place is the lady in red, but she is mainly seen inside the house, particularly in the dining room. I couldn't find much information on who this lady was or why she was there, but I just seen a few things from a few different people just saying that they had seen her around the place uh, and that was it. There's really no further information on her. So those are all the otherworldly residents you might see if you decide to pay the place a visit. As I said, if you're interested in garden 
or plants, then this is definitely a place to put on your list. Uh, when I was reading about it, there was like things saying like, oh, you can't miss this plant. And it was like this big long Latin name that I have no idea what it is. But if you're into plants, you might know, but there are rare plants and flowers and stuff like that that grow there. So if you're interested in that stuff, I would definitely pay this place a visit. And I might even just take a wee drop by, seeing as it's very close to home. So moving on from this uh, to something that I have been really trying to find any little piece of information that I possibly can on. Uh, as I said, I've been reading like nobody's business the past couple of weeks, just trying to get a bit more knowledge on Scottish history and folklore. And uh, I came across a story of the white hair of Airdrie. And all I can find is that a family by the name of Care seen this white hair. And then shortly after, a member along with her lover were found dead at the bottom of Lover's Leap. But this is literally the only thing that I can find on it. I can't find that that little snippet there is the only piece of information that I can find out about it. Um, lover's Leap is just a term for a place where lovers jump to their death together and you can find them all over the country. So if you go looking for Lover's Leap, you'll probably find a lot will come up because it's just like a generic term they use for like a high place where, you know, lovers will jump, like the whole Romeo and Juliet thing, like they'll jump together to die together, um, to be together forever, that kind of thing. That is just what it means. But they are all over the country, all over the world, you'll find lovers' leaps. But I would like to get a little bit of backstory on the family and this white hair. Because usually when there's like something to do with an animal being seen or like like I was just talking about the black dog, it's not just a singular thing. Like a lot of people see it, they associate it with death and that is kind of where the tale comes from. But I just am unable to find anything. So, if anybody listening has ever heard the tale of the White Hair of Airdrie, can you please get in touch and try to give me a wee bit more information about it? Uh, this might just be one of those little stories that, you know, people tell at the pub or they hear it from their nana or their grandpa and it just kind of gets lost down the line. But I would be really interested to see if anyone has ever heard of it. So, if you've ever heard of it, please get in touch. That is all I have today guys. I know it's a wee bit on the shorter side. My reading has gone really great. I have had so much stuff that I've written down, so much stuff that I've looked into. So I'm hoping that going forward the episodes are going to be a bit more bulkier because I'm going to have more tales and more stories and more personal accounts to tell you about rather than me just telling you about the different ghosts that's there. I really want to tell you physical stories that people have had and actual encounters that people have had. So rest assured... I am on it. I've got so much more stuff to tell you guys and I'm super excited for it. Please bear with me. Uh, but that is all I have for you today. Um, I hope you enjoyed hearing about this place. If you've ever been, you know what to do. Get in contact. Let me know how it went. Let me know if you had any experiences. I hope you all have a wonderful weekend and a wonderful week. And I will 100% see you in the next one, guys. Stay weird. Stay scared. Bye, guys. Bye.